Welcome to Message on the Mic, a podcast dedicated to real conversations, encouragement, and applying wisdom to our everyday lives. I'm your host, Tarquita Ellison. Welcome back, everybody, to Message on the Mic. Happy Friday. It's the first Friday of the new quarter. Um, I'm so excited for what's going to happen during these next few months. I'm really excited about, you know, what happened in the last quarter. You know, we got a lot of things accomplished. I saw a lot of people posting and starting to work on, you know, their aspirations and working out and doing all the things that they said they were going to do. So I'm super proud of everybody. Um, and I can't wait to see what you guys have up for these next few months. Um, so today we're going to be talking about the truth about isolation. Um, so this question came to my mind when I was laying in bed. Um, the last year has been absolutely a whirlwind of emotions, stress, and anxiety. Um, and so I was reading and it said a study from December showed that during the pandemic, more than 42% of people um, who were surveyed reported that this, they had symptoms of anxiety and depression. And this was a 11% increase from the previous year. Um, and we know that much of the increase of anxiety and depression and stress was brought on by the mandatory quarantine that we had last year. Um, people were, and they still are to a degree, isolated with their immediate family members, so their husbands, their wives, their kids, etc., dogs. While many experts were claiming that isolation is a problem, a lot of other people were looking to it as a solution. Um, so I can't imagine have being a mother last year stuck in the home with the kids, trying to adjust to virtual learning and not having those, you know, six to eight hours that you normally would have to yourself. You know, I saw the memes where the moms would try to go hide in the bathroom and the, the kids would find them like five minutes later and they were just looking to get a break. So even looking at the essential worker, I was working in the prison at the time the pandemic had started. And let me tell you, those were a few crazy months of that pandemic. Um, from dealing with my impossible supervisors to trying to maintain chaos with the prisoners, it was just a circus to say the least. Um, I just recall needing a break because the demand for us to maintain our regular job duties when nothing was going normally it was taking its toll on me and a lot of my coworkers. Um, so basically, I said all that to say this is isolation itself is not a bad thing. It's important to know how to use isolation so that it's beneficial to you and not a, a hindrance or it's harmful to you. So some ways that isolation is harmful is when it is fueled by fear and anxiety. So we know that during the pandemic, a lot of people in the beginning were super afraid to just even talk to anybody else. Like people were being rude, you know, not saying, excuse me, not even wanting to, you know, speak basically. And then you're trapped in the home by yourself. So you're listening to all the things going on with the news and the rates of people dying, increasing and you know, not being able to go to the grocery store like you normally would, kids not being able to go to school and worried about their education, all this kind of stuff. And so isolation in that sense is not a good idea because what happened is we didn't know how to adjust from being in the same place as everybody physically to adjusting to utilizing the cell phones, 
utilizing virtual learning, utilizing the social distancing. I know I saw some people, um, they would park their car in the parking lot and they would sit in the back of their trunk or whatever and just have that um, interaction with people still, you know, maintaining social distance, but they just had to have that face-to-face contact with people. So um, when it's fueled by fear and anxiety, isolation is not a good idea, okay? Um, Another way that it can be harmful is when it's used to escape from depression. So we know that depression is when you are feeling like a lot of times you might be feeling like you're not enough, you're not sure where to go in a certain situation or what to do in a certain situation. Um, And that can push us towards isolation to where we don't know what to do or say and we're left alone with our own negative thoughts. And so... That is one way that isolation can be very harmful to us because it put it can push us into a state of depression that we don't need to be in. Um, and another way that isolation is harmful is when you choose not to face um, issues or emotions with certain people or situations. So a lot of times if we don't know how to communicate with people, we will just kind of leave the elephant in the room and not address it and we'll go and not say anything and just kind of let it fester when in actuality when you leave that situation for a little while you go isolate guess what happens you come back that situation is still there so if you're using isolation as a way to deal with problems guess what the problem is still going to be there the situation is still going to be there that person is still going to be there and it has to be addressed Which leads me into the positives and the benefits of isolation. So it's not necessarily bad to go take a few minutes for yourself. When you need to go regroup, when you need to regather your thoughts, isolation can be a very good thing. A lot of us, we can't function if we are, our emotions are high and um, our adrenaline is going. So it's really important that you need to take a few minutes go to a different room where that person is because a lot of times we'll look at a person and we just get mad all over again. Um, And just gather your thoughts so you're able to articulate what it is you want to say and how you feel um, without coming off as either rude or immature or anything like that. So another way that isolation can be beneficial is when you need to calm your mind and your body. So again, I talked a little bit about just a second ago, adrenaline rushing. When your adrenaline is going, um, you really don't know what you're saying or how you're feeling. I know we would be in the prison and we would have to go and rush somebody. And a lot of times some people would get hurt, and but we wouldn't know they got hurt until probably 30 or 40 minutes after the incident occurred because their adrenaline was so high. So they didn't know that they had twisted their knee or their ankle or something like that um, until their body calmed down. And it's the same thing with us. If our adrenaline is so high and our emotions are so high, we're liable to say anything and do anything within that moment. Um, That's why it's so important for us to take a few minutes to step back. Again, remove yourself from the situation so you can gather your thoughts so you don't say anything that can be potentially harming for you in the future or do anything that can potentially jeopardize uh, your job, your family, your friendships, whatever in the future. So another way that isolation is beneficial is when you need to identify what emotions you're dealing with. So a lot of times we may be feeling a certain way about something and it stemmed from 
you feeling another way. So you may be angry because you feel hurt or you may feel sad because you're frustrated about a situation. You get what I'm saying? So it's like we have to learn to take a few minutes and and remove ourselves again, be alone, and then identify why you're feeling some type of way about what this person did. Is it because you never thought that person would betray you or you never thought that person would lie to you or something of that nature? You know, we have to learn to start putting a title to how we're feeling and that can better help us address the circumstance that's going on with us. Okay, so I'm hurt because this person did that. Now I can tell them and verbalize it to them in a way that they're able to understand. And then if that person just doesn't understand, you know, you're coming to them as a mature individual, um, telling them how you feel, guess what? You probably shouldn't have that person as an associate or a friend because they're just going to make life a little bit more difficult than it needs to be. And lastly, a way that isolation is beneficial is when you need to just shut out the opinions of others and hear what God is saying. So a lot of times, you know, God will tell us to do something or give us direction on how to do something. And then if we don't spend time with him every day, it's very easy to forget what it is that he said or which way he told you to go or how to do something. So it's so easy to get the opinions of social media and friends and all of those things are good in a sense, but sometimes you might start leaning off to one direction and then off the beaten path that you know God had placed for you to go on. So sometimes it's just really good to take a step back, talk to God about what it is that he told you to do or where he wants you to go or or remember the directions that he gave you and then as you keep talking to him each day, you're always reminded of what it is that he said. But the longer that you go without talking to him, the more easier it is for you to forget what he said or how he said to do something. So again, just taking a few minutes when you don't know what to do or you don't know how you're feeling. Um, in those times of isolation, it's important to communicate with God about you know, what you're feeling, what the situation is how to address the situation. And he might've already given you how to address it. You just forgot because it, it was overtaken by the opinions of everything else. So again, isolation, it's not a bad thing when it's used in the right way. We don't want to use it in the harmful ways. We want to use it in the ways that are beneficial to us um, because it's important to always have that clarity and just take a few minutes for yourself so long as it's being done in the right way. So I hope that was encouraging to you. I plan on utilizing isolation more as a benefit, not as a means to worry. Because a lot of times what I'll do is if I don't know how to do something, I will just kind of sit with my own thoughts and worry myself to death. And I'm like, okay, get yourself together. Talk to the Lord about it. Regroup, rethink, and figure out why you're feeling the way you are feeling and deal with it. So again, I hope this was encouraging to you to use isolation as a benefit and not as a harmful resource. Take care and I will talk to you guys later. Bye. Well, that's all for today's message on the mic. I hope it encouraged you to go after God and everything he has for you in this season. If you would like to book a coaching session with me, please visit my coaching profile on mymentor.life. 
Until next time, be blessed.